Today I'm going to be sharing on freedom, and uh, this week while I was planning, I really kind of didn't know what to expect as I was going through this, because if you say the word freedom, like there's so many things that come to our minds um, about what freedom is and, and freedom in Christ. Um, so I kind of, I had a bit of a hard time writing this because I have so many things I would love to say about this subject, because um, there's spiritual freedom, there is mental freedom, emotional freedom, uh, all that stuff, mental freedom. So like, I, I'm just going to share from my heart today, and, and during worship, uh, I really felt God tell me that he wanted me to switch up what I was going to say. And so, which is great, but then also you're like, come on, man, like, I've just prepped so much, so many hours into this, and then you tell me that, you told me that like a while ago, so, uh, no, but it's going to be good, so, um, yeah, personally in my life, one of the greatest revelations that I've ever had is that Jesus is leading us all into greater freedom, and that he longs for all of us to walk into uh, to deeper freedom no matter where you're at. Uh, so today, if you're here and you're super spiritual, and you feel like you've attained all the freedom that Christ has for you, you can just kind of brush this off. But for us that need uh, more freedom, this is for you today. And I, I really feel like today, uh, you know, like when, when someone preaches and someone shares a message, a lot of times, like, everyone can hear the message, and then a few people receive it, but only a couple people actually take it and apply it to their life, and their life will be changed. And so, whoever those people are today, I want to speak to you today. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to come up here and preach to you guys. I'm not here for fun just to come and, um, and share and entertain you guys. I actually want to help uh, serve you and, and love you and lead all of, or help lead us into greater freedom as God, as God is leading me to. And so... Um, yeah, basically whoever wants it today, I want to share it to you. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to start off really quick with a definition of freedom. It's pretty cool. I love it. Like, I, I was sitting there uh, preparing this and just asked Siri, Siri to find freedom, and she came up with, like, three awesome answers. And it's, like, so cool that you can just ask your phone a question and it'll give you the answer. It's just nuts. I probably sound like an old fart saying that, but, like, it's actually amazing. Um, so the definition of freedom the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants. The state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. And the third one here, the state of not being subject to or affected by something undesirable. So I think a lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we can probably say that, you know, not all of us always act or speak or think the way we want. I know some of you have road rage in here, and you definitely don't say things you want to say sometimes. Sometimes we're affected by other things. Um, you know, sometimes we are imprisoned by the way we think, or we're imprisoned by lies that we believe about ourselves. Uh, or sometimes we are affected by things that are undesirable, so ungodly beliefs, lies that we believe about ourselves, all these different kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I think... We can kind of look into our own lives, and as I'm sharing right now, I don't want this to be a time of me just sharing to you. I want you to be processing in your mind about things that are maybe lies that you believe, maybe areas of shame that you have that you know you deal with, and, and that's okay. I think it's really good that we come to church, um, and, you know, we don't just come to church and act like we're perfect, and we come here and smile and worship God. It's like we have real stuff that we're all dealing with deep down. Um, some of it's not always detrimental. Maybe it's just we believe a few lies about ourselves, or sometimes... Uh, we have insecurities that we're facing, different things that are going on in our lives. And, and that's okay, but God wants to meet us in that place and deliver us into greater freedom. And I think for, for me personally and for everyone, even um, all the characters in the Bible, they got the, the, the language of sonship and the language of the kingdom is God is always leading us into freedom. It is freedom. And uh, for me personally, I think weekly and, and, and monthly, every single day that I'm going through life, 
I feel Jesus just leading me to greater freedom. So whether that's in the way I think, in the way I lead, in the way I love other people, we can always have a greater measure of kingdom things. And one of the, one of the greatest things I've learned uh, through, through Bethel when I went there is just that we're, we're called to be powerful people. That we're called to be people that are powerful in our thoughts, in our minds, in our choices. And we're not, we're not meant to be people that wake up in the morning uh, and just say, you know, like, oh, I really hope I have a good t- day today. Like, I really hope that I can, I can love today. I really hope today I can be happy. Like, we're meant to wake up and say, you know, today I'm going to have an amazing day. Today I'm going to wake up and believe that the Father has amazing plans for me. Today I'm going to wake up and just believe that God is doing things in and through my life. And I'm going to have the best week of my life. I'm going to have... Uh, you know, I'm going to go deep with my friends and be vulnerable, be authentic. I'm going to see the kingdom advance in my life. And we're called to be powerful people. Um, and too often as Christians, we're, we're tossed to and fro uh, by the waves and the winds of, of life. And I think, personally, it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is just, um, I don't know how to say it, I guess, I don't know, moodiness or, or people that are just one minute they're up and the one minute they're down and stuff. That's really... Um, you know, I just think that's not the kingdom. I really feel that God is saying to us that we're called to be people that are solid, that in our faith, when someone looks at our life, they're like, wow, that person is so free. And that person is so solid. There's something so different about them that I want to, like, come close to them and I want to know them and, and to see God through our lives. And I think I long for that um, in the body and, and amongst us because if we're going to lead people into the freedom that, that God has, we have to be free ourselves um, and if we have people who are, or who are broken and hurt inside coming to our church, into our body, we just need to, be, uh, we need to be healed up. We need to be whole so they can come into that and not be swirled up into all of our own issues and stuff, right? Sorry, this is probably kind of a heavy word. This is going to get lighter as I continue here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, this week I was, I was at home, and this is kind of funny. I have my notes here. Freedom is like chocolate sauce. Also, that's it for a second without any context. So this, this week, I was um, in my pantry, and I'm looking for honey. I'm looking for, I was having peanut butter and, uh, and honey on my toast. And I was looking for the honey, and I, I came across chocolate sauce. And I'm like, this is incredible. I didn't know I had chocolate sauce. And because we never, yeah, we, like, we always have milk. But whenever we have chocolate milk, that's great. But I didn't know I could have chocolate milk. We just had regular milk because we have chocolate sauce. And I was just like so stoked on this little thing. I'm like, awesome, okay, I can have chocolate milk whenever I want. But I think a lot of times in our life, freedom is kind of like that. Like, we don't know what we have until we have, until we realize we have access to it, until we realize that, oh, this is what I have in Christ. And I think so much of my life, like, uh, like I think it was about three years ago, the Holy Spirit woke me up one morning, and he just said, he's like, I want you to be the most positive person on the planet. And he said, every day I want you to wake up and say, this is the best day of my life. This is the going to be the greatest week. This is going to be like the best moment. And I had a group of coworkers as I was doing landscaping with uh, college students, um, other college students. Um, like I was kind of this guy who was always so happy. I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure I annoyed them because I would always be so happy. Like it'd be raining outside. I'm like, man, it's going to be such a great day. And they're like, man, it's so gross outside. How can you say that? But I just had this mindset where I'm like, Everything is awesome. It's so good. And I believe that when I went home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to encounter you, God. I'm going to have the best time at home. And, um, and then if I went to the gym, I'm like, man, I'm going to have the best workout. Or I'd hang with my friends and be like, I'm going to have the best time with them. And it was this glory-to-glory glory mindset that Christ was really teaching me in that moment. And it really began to set me free in a lot of ways because um, instead of me going through my day and, and I'm affected by my work and by the weather and 
um, someone would say something to me and it would trigger me and being affected by all these things, I could stand and say, I'm going to actually fill my mind with things that Christ wants. And I'm going to fill my heart and my life with things that Christ wants and live the life that he has called me to live. And so I just became super free in that season. And um, I think in our life, we need to realize that we can always be more positive, that we can always be uh, more loving. We can always care about other people more. We can always be more free in the way that we think. We always can see God in a, in a greater light. And we can always see his plans and his vision for, for the world and for the city in a greater light. And, uh, yeah, that's so good. I just, I just feel God telling me to go off my notes here a bit. Um, but I'm going to start off here with, with John 8, 31 to 36. So if you guys want to open up with me. All right, so this is the Passion Translation. It says here, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach you, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. That's so good. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Surprised by this, they said, but we're the descendants of Abraham and we're already free. We've never been in bondage to anyone. How could you say that we will be released into more freedom? I speak eternal truth, Jesus said. When you sin, you are not free. You become a slave in bondage to your sin. And slaves have no permanent standing in a family like a son does. For a son is a part of a family forever. So if the son sets you free from sin, then become a true son and be unquestionably free. That's good, hey? Yeah, I love how the Passion Translation, it just, it just kind of takes the, the text and adds like so much richness into it. So yeah, the language of sonship is freedom. And... I think it has got to be something that in, in your life, it's got to be something that you can constantly uh, seek. It's something you constantly want to grow in is that when you're seeking Christ and when we actually open ourselves to the reality of Christ, that that's when we, when we embrace him, when we embrace the truth that he's teaching us, that's when we become unquestionably free. So, um, yeah, change equals growth. And that's the first I wanna, thing I want to talk about is to, to realize as a body that if we want to walk into freedom, if we want to actually experience the freedom that Christ died, for us to have, that he wants us to change. And, you know, we can't change the world, we can't change our city, we can't change anything until we change ourselves. That we can't go into um, to our work and want to change things if we're inside we're not actually renewed by Christ and we don't have that time with God where we're renewed. So uh, an amazing guy, uh, John Maxwell. Does anybody know John Maxwell here? An ama amazing Christian leader. Um, I couldn't find the quote, actually, or the illustration, uh, but the, it, it went something like this, basically, that there's a, there's a man, and, and in his young age, he wanted to change the world, uh, and he was trying to, you know, like, think of all the things he could change, and having this vision for um, how God was going to see, or how God was going to move in the world, and how he's going to be a part of it, um, and then as he got older, nothing really happened, and so then he's like, all right, well, now that I'm, old, I'm getting older and I'm retired, I want to change my family. So he, he tried changing his family, and then in his old age, before he passed away, he realized that the only person that he could ever change was himself. And I think that is very profound, just to realize that, you know, if you want to see change in your workplace, if you want to see change in your family or in your life, you have to be willing to let God change your heart. And that there's things that God wants to shift around. There's things that God wants to prune. There's things that God wants to water and grow inside of you. Um, and in order for that to happen, we have to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. And actually saying, no matter what situation we're in, we're saying, yes, God, I want that. Uh, like, for example, uh, in my marriage, we have an amazing marriage. 
I love it. It's awesome. Only two years married, but still, uh, or almost two years married, but love it. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of advice from my two years of marriage. <laughs> um, sorry. No, not advice, but just more of my own story. Um, me and Katrina, we both have very um, conflicting schedules. So basically, she wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, five days a week, and then gets home around 3.30 from school and from work. And then I usually have to start my drop-in at 3.30 at Youth for Christ, and I get back around 10.30 or 11.30 at night. And so um, some of our nights are conflicting, and I, and I had this time with God where um, I was praying through, and even Katrina can kind of testify to this. I'd be like, oh, man, like we need to be more intentional. We need to do, uh, like we need to get ice cream more, or we need to go on dates more. Or um, like I was trying to basically change all these exterior things, like we need to go for walks more. And I'm trying to think of all the things I can shift around in my life and plan and strategize and organize a little better so we can have more time. And, and during this, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me very clearly, and he's like, why don't you just change yourself first? And, and as he said that, I'm like, yeah, like, duh, for sure. And, and as he spoke, as he was speaking to me, and as I was just spending time with God, he was just showing me, he's like, why don't you just, you know, realize that she's your best friend. She's your best friend. You love her. Like, cherish her. Be more intentional. Ask more questions, you know. Uh, instead of trying to change all these exterior things, just while the time you have, like, the time you have with each other, just, like, be more intentional and, and appreciate the time you do, yeah, that you do have instead of trying to add things. And, um, and as simple as it may seem, like, that was very profound to me. It was very profound that just, you know, I'm trying to change all these exterior things, but really God's like, just change yourself first and watch everything change. Um, and it's a really basic leadership truth that if, if an organization wants to grow, the, the leader needs to change first. Um, a lot of times with hockey, like if a team's not doing good, they don't fire the players, they fire the coach because the coach isn't doing good. And so we need to realize, I mean, as sons and daughters, but also as sons and daughters, we're called to be leaders. We're actually called to be the people in society where people look to us and they see an answer to their, to their problem, that we're the solution to the, the answers in the world because we have the spirit of Christ in us that's crying out, Abba, Father. And we need to just realize that when... Um, in our workplace and in our family, whatever we're doing, that if we want to see it change, we need to let God first change us. Um, and, you know, if we want to say, let's just say practically that you're discipling someone, that you're, you're kind of mentoring someone or leading someone, we need to be in a place so healthy and, and fruitful in our life that we can actually, like, sit with them and our life will rub off on theirs and they will begin to bear fruit as well. And, um, I don't know, I guess I'm the only one that thinks this is profound, but... <laughs> Is this hitting you guys, or is this, yeah, okay. You guys are really quiet today, so I don't know if it's good or just, or not good. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I want to go through some examples. I think talking about this subject is really, um, is big, big and lofty, but just some areas that, you know, we can actually be um, in fear or living in shame instead of actually living in the freedom um, that Christ died for us for, and uh, like a really simple one is in worship, even just about like in uh, just over an hour ago. Uh, I know I struggled with this before. I've struggled with this. It's just when like I want to fully express myself to God and I want to just worship him and I want to just give him everything that I am. But then you have that thought where you're like, well, I don't want to look that weird. You know, like I want to express myself and I want to jump around. I want to do this. But like, but how much should I do it? You know, because this person, are they doing it? What are they going to think of me? Am I the only one that, that does that sometimes? No one's going to raise their hand. You're brave if you do. But, but it's real. And, and the reality is that God doesn't want us living there. God wants us to be fully expressing ourselves, fully worshiping the Lord, not caring any, about anything. 
uh, what people think about us. And that's very profound. It's just that, that like those simple little things, God wants to lead you out of your fear and shame and into his freedom. I think um, a profound question to ask yourselves is, what would you do in your life if you had no fear or shame? You weren't afraid of doing anything. You had no shame about yourself not being enough or not making it. And if you had that mindset, you know, what could you accomplish in your life? Um, and I think that's something we all need to be asking ourselves. Like in, in church, if I had no fear or shame, how would I act? If I, you know, if I'm at my job, if I had no fear or shame about the gospel and Jesus living inside me wanting to get on to people, what would that look like? And those are questions that we have to be asking ourselves because life is super short. And um, God was reminding me the other day about just how life is a vapor and it's like a breath. Like when you breathe out, that's your life. That's how short it is in the scope of eternity. And I think it's good when we think from that place. Like even, even this morning when I wake up, when I woke up and, you know, I've... I've been actually going through this spiritual kind of battle with God because I felt like there's something on this message for someone here today. And, and I felt like the enemy trying to attack me and waking up this morning, having doubts about the words I'm going to say, having doubts about, hey, can you actually communicate what God wants to say? But God wanted to lead me into freedom in that area. And God wanted to break that. And he, had, and he is leading me into a greater freedom in that area. And all those simple things, like the things in our minds that nobody sees, those are the things that God wants us to conquer. So that, you know, like the, the victories that we win, uh, when, when nobody sees, those will become our public victories. And you'll be able to lead other people in freedom in those areas. Uh, let's say, uh, for example, shame and hurt from your past. I know this, I've met people before um, that have just gone through some really hard things in their life, really hard um, areas of trauma or shame, hurt in their life, that, that things have happened in their heart that nobody knows about until, 50, you know, maybe 30, 40 years down the road that blows up into something that's worse than it ever should have been. But we need to actually look at those things and, and walk in the light and say, Jesus, I want to choose to take my shame and my hurt from my past and bring it to you, God. I want to talk to somebody about it, God. I want to get free. And uh, and so I, I even feel like there's people in this place that there's things that you've actually never shared with someone before. There's actually some shame or some hurt, some things in your life that you've never talked to anyone about, and it's actually holding you hostage. And I want God to deliver you from that today, and I really believe he is going to. Or this simple lie um, that you are insignificant or you're not enough. Um, this is something that I personally struggled with a lot growing up. Uh, not many of you can tell. I'm, I'm part Japanese. I don't look like I am, but I am. I'm quarter Japanese. My dad is half Japanese and my grandpa's full. Um, and something that my grandpa and my dad really had a hard time with is, is their work ethic. They, they, all, they both worked super hard. My grandpa was a very successful businessman in Calgary. Um, owned a huge company, but during that time, like, he, he was so stuck on working hard and that was his identity. His success was his identity. Um, and, and some of that played onto my dad, and some of that played onto me. And in my life, like, I am I'm someone who wants to constantly strive for greatness, somebody who constantly uh, wants to be the best version of myself, whether that's uh, physically being in the best shape or mentally being very uh, mentally healthy, um, or if I'm preaching, preaching a good word, which hopefully I'm doing right now. But, or spiritually, as, spiritually, even as a son, wanting to fully walk out the destiny that God has for my life. And... Um, but, but with that actually comes a bit of shame because when you feel like you don't add up and when you feel like you try your best and it still isn't this unrealistic expectation that you have of yourself, this unrealistic vision of yourself, then when you fall short, you feel shame. And, uh, and that's something I had to deal with uh, for a long time until I met beautiful Claude and Yvonne and I started getting my heart healed. And we went to the 
um, through RTF, and uh, that's where we uncovered is actually a generational thing. Through my, through my grandpa, through my dad, passed on to me, it's the Japanese work ethic where you want to be the best and do the best at everything you do, but then when you fall short, you feel like you're not enough, feeling like, you know, this pet shame you have is actually driving you to be great instead of Jesus, right? And so that's pretty profound and deep, actually. Um, but, but I really believe there's actually things in all of our lives that are driving us, things that are unhealthy motivators, things that are not godly, ungodly beliefs, um, whether they're driving you towards something great or bad, sometimes they're not always God. And that's, those are the things I want to uncover today. And it's not an easy word to preach because this is like something that I'm still processing myself. Um, but the thing is, once you actually identify it and you can actually let Christ in to your, to your wounds and into your pain and to all these things, then God can begin to heal you. And just, I think it's here, um, verse 32, for if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. That when you actually, you realize something, um, and that starts with self-awareness, self-awareness of, of, oh, I feel triggered right now. I actually feel angry. I feel upset. I feel like I'm struggling with fear right now. But why, God? And going through that with God, saying, why, God? What is the root of all this? And when we let God into that and he speaks to us, whether that's through his word or through his voice and personal relationship, that's when God gives us truth. And that's when we can start feasting on his truth, you know. And I can stop. Where before, before RTF, it was something that I dealt with that was driving me to be for greatness. But really, it was just for me to feed my shame. But after RTF, when I was healed, when that thought comes back, I know who I am and I know I am loved and, and I am more than enough. And I can sit and do nothing for the rest of my life, and God will love me just for who I am because I'm his son. And so when I embrace that truth in my life, it releases true freedom. But it doesn't come, true freedom doesn't come in our lives when we're not, you know, when we're just going through life and we're, God is trying to speak to us, but we can't make time for her in our days. Um, true freedom comes when we fully surrender to the Holy Spirit everywhere we go, in church, in your family, when you wake up, fully surrendering to the Holy Spirit working in your life. And, and letting it be messy, sometimes not always having to be perfect, not having to be, uh, have it all together, but being messy and saying, God, I feel actually really insecure in this area. I feel like I have struggles in this area. And it doesn't mean that you're not right before God. We are righteous in Christ because of his, because of his spirit, but we have things that we're going through, and um, we need to be raw and real before God. And as he speaks to us, his truth in us will set us free, but only in those moments when we actually memorize and focus on the truth that God has for us. And so I want to just talk about authenticity uh, briefly. Um, I really feel that, like, one thing, one thing that I actually love, just on, like, a personal note, I love, I love hanging out with people that make you feel fake. So people that are, like, so real and so raw and authentic that when you hang out with them, you're like, man, I actually feel, like, a little bit fake almost. Like, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm Chris. Yeah, nice to meet you. Good. And they're just, like, just so real and raw, and they'll say something where you're just like, whoa, okay, this, this person's real. This person's raw. And I love hanging out with those people because I really believe that God has called us to be an authentic people. And, and, and authenticity actually attracts the anointing. It's, it's not when we put on a face, and it's not when we try to be someone else that we're not. It's actually when we stop and we're authentic before God and before people that that attracts the anointing of Christ. You know, I feel like, I feel like one thing is, like, I feel like the, the Pharisees were like that. There were people that, you know, they thought they had it all together. The people that um, they strive for perfection, and they thought they were perfect before God. Um, and Jesus is someone who's just so raw and, and real, and he's with Peter, and Peter's an absolute mess. And he's someone that's like, Jesus, just kill them. Like, burn, bring no fire on these people. Like, they suck. 
And he's like, no, man, like, you're, that's messed up, but, like, I love you, and I want you near to me. And that's Jesus. And I think I just, I long for us as a body and as a church that we could just be really raw and authentic with our emotions and that we could walk in freedom. And, yeah, God, I just, I really feel today that, like, I don't know if this message is, for, I know this is for everyone, the message of freedom, but I feel like there's a few people here today that you've been going through something, like, very specific in your life that's been holding you back. Um, whether it's a mindset or it's something personal, it's a personal relationship or it's forgiveness. Uh, but there's something that God just wants to break through in your life today. And um, I really believe that God wants to do that. And I'm just going to have, Lindsay, if you can come up and, or someone can come play piano. I just want to pray over you guys. Um, yeah, and just minister to you guys. I feel like God has something for someone here today. Are you guys doing all right? Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah, Father, thank you so much for everyone here today, God. I thank you for uh, freedom, Jesus, that you long to bring us into freedom, God, into a greater level, Father. I thank you that, um, yeah, you are here with us, that you love us, God, and Whatever those things are today, God, with, with whoever is here, God, dealing with certain things. And maybe it's every single person. Uh, but actually, even as we're praying, I just encourage you guys, um, start putting, putting those thoughts in your mind. Some of the lies that you believe. Some of the ungodly beliefs you have about yourself. Um, yeah, I really feel um, God even just saying that some of you where you know you're insecure about your friendships. That you're insecure. Um, that people don't love you, that you're just tolerated, that you're not fully accepted. And so for whoever those are, I just pray that those, you would bring those emotions and those feelings to, um, yeah, to the surface and just bring them before God. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just hear the lie too, that some of you feel like you're not enough, that you feel like you, yeah, that you're, you're never going to make it, that no matter how hard you try, you feel like you stumble from the left to the right. Hmm. Yeah, and I even feel, yeah, I just feel even God wanting to restore um, relationships in marriage today too. I just feel like God's saying um, that there is um, friendships that he wants to restore in marriage, that he wants to bring the revelation of just being best friends again back to some married couples here, and that he wants to restore those things. Yeah, I also just feel um, there's some people here today um, where their their mom or dad or that teacher a teacher actually I feel like someone here where a teacher said something to you um, and it was so hurtful and devastating that it actually shaped the way you think that you think about yourself as an adult now um, and even though you wouldn't like to admit it it still has affected you um, so if that's you I just encourage you to bring those feelings to the surface and bring that lie to the surface. Yeah, Father, and as I'm just praying right now, God, and as you are ministering right now, Father, I believe that you are moving in people's hearts, God, and that you have a plan for these people, Jesus. You have a plan for us, God. And Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that we're not right before you, God, that you love us and you see us as righteous in your eyes, but it doesn't, at the same time, God, we're not perfect and we have things that we all deal with, Jesus. And so, yeah, just whoever that is, I just pray. Um, I pray for you, and I pray that God would miss you to your heart right now, and I pray that he would open up your heart to a new level of revelation of his sonship. Yeah. Verse 36 here says, So if the son sets you free from sin, then become a true son and be unquestionably free. So, Father, I pray that you would release the revelation of sonship in this room. That, God, you would release your spirit to speak to people here today, God. That you would release 
your, your spirit of being, of being our father, that we cry, Abba, Father, as your sons and daughters, that you are here to minister to us today. And that, Daddy, you are in the room. That, Dad, you are here to restore people, God. And you want to heal your people, God. This is, this is good. And I just encourage you, if you are, if you're feeling like, um, if you're feeling like you have some issues that are undealt with, there is no shame. And so, God, I just break off shame in Jesus' name. God, I break off um, fear of being seen, God. I just break that off, God, that we are seen and that we are known by you. We are known by the Lord of Lords. We are known by you, Father. And that, God, you have a plan for every person here, Jesus. And so, yeah. I just hear God saying that you are more than enough and that I love you. And I want to take care of you and I've always been there for you. There's someone here today that um, has actually felt a really big disconnect from God from not feeling like they were enough. But God is just saying that you are more than enough because you are my son and you are my daughter.